1: If you feel there's more to life than iPhones and iPads and mindless consumerism,
2: if you're open to receiving information in all forms in any number of ways, if organized religion, organized political movements, and any kind of collectivism doesn't just quite cut it for you, if you engage in critical thinking, if you think for yourself, if you have peace and love in your heart and Jack Daniels in your bloodstream, if you believe that seriousness is a disease, if you're curious. Then come, let us go on a journey together as we explore the Outer Limits of
1: Inner Truth. Welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show, OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, we are going to be discussing the art of soul contract revocation with Mr. Rich West. One of the interesting concepts it took from tonight's interview tonight is that beliefs have the capability of liberating you as they have the capability of imprisoning you. Mr. West will hopefully provoke you. He'll challenge a lot of the commonly known spiritual concepts like this idea that we have to forget prior to coming into a new life incarnation in the physical plane. He'll also challenge the law of attraction. And I really enjoy this interview tonight. I think that he's going to help people choose belief patterns that are more self-empowering and will hopefully guide you in a better direction towards freedom. So without further ado, the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show proudly presents an interview with Mr. Rich West.
2: Our special guest today on the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show is California-based metaphysical teacher and intuitive Mr. Richard West. He's been teaching for over 40 years, and he's got a rather unique insight into a lot of topics concerning metaphysics. Mr. West, welcome to the program.
0: Well, thank you, Ryan. It's good to be here. It's an honor, really.
2: Thank Thank you. All right, Mr. West, some of the topics we wanted to cover today is, first off, what happens after we die? What is the whole process and the reincarnation process and programming how does that all that whole thing work from your perspective
0: okay yeah from my perspective it happens different ways for different people some people can drop dead they're off and running they'll go to their belief system territory which is you know where they will land uh, by virtue of their vibration their heart their, their interests and their belief systems and all of that and they may or may not be free of the Earth prison planet weird reincarnational trap thing.
2: Okay, so what does that mean? What do you mean reincarnational trap?
0: Oh, okay, for some people, if you drop dead, you can get caught up into what is called the reincarnation system. And uh, the blunt short story, without all the dressing. Is that uh, beings in in a higher plane uh, are looking out for people after they drop dead. The being can leave the body, and if that being's nature is such that it will gravitate toward these dark beings, then these beings can induce or seduce an individual into coming into their Idea of an afterlife scenario, and the innocent, unsuspecting dead human <laughs> will just get caught up <laughs> into programming. Which is the short story is it's you have your past life, your your life review. You probably, you may have heard of it. People you, you drop dead and they get this life review uh, with uh, the angels and the, the ascended masters or whoever that it's set that group of what we would call light beings who are here to help us. And we get caught into that afterlife experience of reviewing. We, we, with our agreement, we review our past lives. Uh, we re- review the life we just lived. We will get a quick uh, show and tell of our own life. Uh, but it's going to highlight the negative where you did wrong or you screwed up or you failed and it's going to make you feel miserable and the next thing you're going to go oh yeah I was bad I was wrong oh man they're going to make us want to reincarnate and if you have programming while you live in your lifetime about religion and uh, redemption and not wanting to go to hell and a second chance and going to heaven if you're into any of the religious uh, doctrine you will seriously buy into this people seriously buy into this because these don't look like dark beings
2: or ETs. Right. They look so like let me just pause you that for one second. Beings. So you're saying that the, so the catch audience. You, you die, you get this past life review, and they, what, they go over every decision you ever made, every thought you ever had to decide whether or not what's for your evolution. And you're saying that what the, the people that are running or behind this may be of dark nature. They may actually be doing this to guilt you what, into coming back for another life incarnation? Exactly what with the purpose of the latest that
0: this is the newest uh, <clears throat> well, the beings that are controlling this planet their their reasons are they want our life energy they want our our emotional energy, the conscious life energy that we generate, and they they like it I to call it they don't want it raw, they want it cooked. So they want to pressure cook us into our hate and anger and fear and stressful emotions. So the more that they can keep us stressed in this plane of existence, in physical reality, that energy that we generate is what they use and absorb. They, they love it. It's really it, it's creepy, but, it's, but just think of it like a bully in high school. Thugs, they come up and they pick on innocent... Uh, people who can't defend themselves and they scare the living shit out of them intimidate them and just hurt the little innocent person right and you just ask yourself what does the bully get out of it it's the same thing it's get to watch the little guy suffer and they get off on it and that's just fucked up but that's it's the same kind of phenomena but on a grander scale so they like to get us messed up here on planet earth and but when we die, they want us coming back to this plane of existence. but we are too powerful we 're very powerful beings. we just don 't realize that we 've kind of lost touch with that, but still, they have to get our agreement even now to come back so So, they put together this story about being angels and and loved loved ones up there to get us to buy into the implant and the and all the all the manipulation to get us to agree to come back for another incarnation.
2: Well, like what about the, so you're saying that the purpose of the incarnation is for what? For us to serve as the, to generate heat for them? I mean, why do why we come here in the first place? What's the purpose of coming in the first place?
0: Well, it's a long story. If you look at it from way, 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 way back, like millions or billions of years ago, what would a being like us, if, we're, if we are these powerful beings, and we are, why would we come into the physical universe in mm-hmm. the first place? not just Earth, but the physical universe. It's just to play, play a new game, a different kind of game. And back then it wasn't dangerous and it wasn't a concern. But give it a few million or billion years of playing and you can get addicted to this game. You can get drawn in. You can start building new, from new experiences, new belief systems. And from new beliefs you can start feeling wrong or bad or guilty. And then from there, more beliefs, and emotional responses and all along the way you are agreeing that this is the way it is if you if something hurts you you agree that it's hurtful everywhere you everything you do in this physical reality system it's based on an agreement you agree that it is so and with that in mind after millions and billions of years of experience in here we finally get to the point where when we come into the physical world, <clears throat> used to be we could remember, we'd have our memories. We could go into the physical world and then have an out-of-body experience and be back in the higher planes, and we're all good to go. Back and forth, back and forth. Well, we've gotten caught up into this on um, physical earth, where when we incarnate on physical earth, we get a memory wipe. That's not right. That's not normal. That's not usual. That's not really? not okay. You hear, these, you hear these stories that oh yeah you got to have a memory right so you can learn something new. That is fucking stupid. really uh, yeah. It's but like you know you're yeah, the first person called.
2: we've ever had on to explain that. Please go into further detail. Why is that stupid? Well yeah okay so
0: well okay they these beings they they want us here on Earth enslaved imprisoned so they can get off on our energy and vibration. So the more they can get us here, the better. Now they don't want us getting away, but we're so powerful and so easy for us to get away. If we, when we go out of body or drop dead, if we weren't programmed already with our own limiting beliefs, we could just whew, and get out of dodge. We, we'd just be fucking gone, out of here. I've had many out of body experiences, so I've I've been able to get out of here for a little while before I come back to the physical. And it's free. It's, it's different. It's a different universe. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's real. It's more real than this place. And they don't want us figuring this shit out. So they watch us like hawks. Every, a person starts to have an out-of-body experience. New people, they're likely to get scared. They're likely to see an entity or a demon of some sort. That's the same group of beings. They're, for general terms, they're called archons. They didn't call them that 30 years ago when I learned about it 40 years ago, but call them archons now. But yeah, these beings, they will do whatever they can to get us once into the physical universe to stay. So we drop dead. We're just about to get out. They have a system around planet Earth where they can see people dying that we shift from physical density to the next density. And uh, we're basically in kid to go with them, and they will set themselves up like angels and loving beings and ascended masters and all this jazz and it's just it's part of the good cop bad cop sort of thing it's they're not really the good guys so they're setting this up, so we think it. How, how
2: would you know what to do? Like to the average person, they drop dead and they see a beautiful angel, like, "Oh wow, this is heaven." You know, okay, maybe I want to learn something. Maybe I have to come back to this. And you know, how would how would one even conclude to get out of here? I would say, listen, if you if you if you were to drop dead tomorrow and this stuff's happening, how do you say, "Okay, I see celestial beings, but you know what? This is a bunch of crap. I want to get out of here." What do you do in that situation?
0: Okay, what you do is. You learn, like right here, right now, you start learning about the possibilities and how it could be or might be or is in these other planes of existence. You start learning here so you can change your belief systems here now in the physical world. And and they empower you. If you stop believing in uh, ideologies and religions that will uh, bring you into these reincarnational tricks or uh, the the Christian religions, they like to, uh, they're going to, you're going to be evaluated and judged, and you're going to, you know, purgatory or hell, or you might get to stay in a heaven world for a little while. It it depends on one's religion there. But what you do here is you start changing your beliefs, letting go of the limiting beliefs, and uh, start adopting new, empowering beliefs. That's one thing. And another thing is just, be aware that when you drop dead, you don't get smarter. You don't get smarter just because you're dead. You're just dead. And in other words, you shifted consciousness, and you're in a new place. Now, your vibration and your belief system, your, your level of love or hate uh, and your expectations and these things will play a great part in what happens next. And we have been indoctrinated so many times on planet Earth through various past lives, do we have kind of a, a default belief system set in place so when you die a good to answer your question a good thing to do and know is don't go to the light, don't
2: go, to the light. To go to the light but don't most people if they don't You're go to not. the light don't they become ghosts nope nope we all become well what happens if, if well what are you ghosts? supposed to go if you if you, if you can't go to the light <laughs> most people like when they're when they're doing the, the hauntings and the people that have haunted houses, they go to the light and the ghosts go out. So you're saying if you see the light, because that's what I tell people when they drop that, I say go to the light. So you go there, you don't have to become a haunted.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. I just learned about this new understanding of how it works, like not even a year ago. And it's like the good guys aren't really the good guys. They go to the guys. I knew about the go to the light guys not being a good idea, but the whole afterlife uh, set up that looks like the good, loving beings, they're really here to talk us into sticking around planet Earth and coming back for another trip. And they never want to let us go. But yeah, what to do instead of... What to do instead of going to the light? Once you get free of here, just pause and look around. And yeah, you may or may not see that light. Not everybody will. it depends on one's belief systems again. But if you do see the light, just don't go. Turn around, look around at your through other options. It's like a moth going to the flame, but it's what that light is, it's a light show. It's meant to dazzle and enthrall and enchant a person. And they will just, oh, the light, and they'll remember. They've got programming throughout their life, the New Age training, and New Age teachings are go to the light <laughs> and then past life stuff goes to the light. You go to the light, it's an implant station. It's like literally sit down, a, I was a certified hypnotherapist too, so I know what this, how this works. You sit down, and you can have an, an amphitheater, you could have thousands of people sitting here, and they're all looking at the, the strobe light or the light show, and it's meant to dazzle and hypnotize us for real and literally.
2: Okay, what about the feeling that people get there? Wait, wait, some people they say they go to the light I mean, and they say they, it feels wonderful, it feels like amazing. So is that something that's programming?
0: Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, it's going to feel amazing and wonderful. I'm just saying, and, and this is, hey, you, it, people can do whatever they want when they drop dead. And I could be full of shit. You know, well, how do you know, Rich? You know, hey, this is my understanding of it. I've had my out of body experiences, my firsthand experiences. I've studied other people, uh, uh, their accounts. I've got lots and lots of books I've read on the subject. And uh, for about 10 years, 7, 8, 10 years, I've had a YouTube channel. Where that was the main thing I talked about was the out of body experience and teaching people how to do it and stuff like that, and people would write into me all the time about their experiences. So I've got a a a, a grasp of the subject. So yeah, it, anything could happen out there. But I'm just saying, be discerning, be awake, and all right. So consider the possibility of not going to light. Look around. You could say, hey, I want to go home. Don't just go. You see the light? Go ah turn around, get away from the light so you're not being hypnotized, and say, I'd like to go home for a while. I'd like to go home for a visit. Or,
2: where, where's uh, home? Where's I'm going home to- for most people?
0: Well, and that would be each individual's own thing. Okay,
2: like, but where are some of the, where some uh, of the options? Like, you, do Is Earth kind of like what the United States is perceived as to be like a melting ground for people of all different backgrounds to come and and to coexist, do most people are most people not from Earth originally, or most people from different planetary systems or different um, sections in the universe?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of that is yeah. The, 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 my understanding and belief is that on this planet right now, the, the current civilization is one of many that were here, and they got wiped out or you know whatever wars and things over the billions of years. Uh, and the bodies, the genetic life form that we have here now is just one more genetic life form that we have here now. And it is, uh, it's one of the better ones. Uh, from what I hear, people really like these, these bodies, the bodies we have, but they were, I also heard that they were originally 12 strand DNA and we've got the two strand thing going. Uh, we are powerful DNA, which allowed us to more easily have an out-of-body experience, consciousness shift to other planes, and really understand life in the bigger picture. That got uh, uh, sabotaged, so we cannot, once again, we, we are stopped from awakening and reaching out beyond the physical universe matrix, prison planet, prison
2: universe, sort I, of like. From what you can tell, is there any way you get to tell that what's happening right now? Has this happened throughout the history of humanity, throughout the history of our spirits, and if it has occurred, how does humanity eventually break out, or do, do, most, do all people eventually become free from this cycle?
0: Uh, it's been going on for a very long time here on Earth. Uh, it just got really bad when we started losing our memory from one life to another. Okay. If you if you don't have memory loss, you know what you did in the earlier life. You know what goes on between lives, and you're you're aware of your decision to incarnate, and you know whether or not you incarnated again, of your own free will, and uh, seemed like a good idea, and you remember everything. What has happened though, is these dark forces, uh, the Archons, have uh, pretty much programmed humans into doing this reincarnational thing. And, yeah, you might spend between lives, you know, 50, 100, 1,000 years. But then you go, oh, I think I'll go back to the physical world. And they still got you. Not everybody's like this again. I'm saying we we can get free of this, like, really, really quickly. It has to do with uh, being aware of the agreements you've made before you came here. And these are called soul contract yeah, agreements. Yeah, let's talk
2: about this because this is something we talked about earlier. You said that there's a way you can void your soul contract agreement and, and, what, change your trajectory, change everything about your life. Can you please explain that?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. We're so powerful that the only thing that can bind us is our own agreement. We agree with ourselves, and we just make this agreement. Okay, uh, we'll get angry. This is very... Uh, mundane and superficial, but, you know, I get angry when somebody tailgates me on the freeway. This <laughs> is me off, okay? So uh, there's an agreement there. It's subconscious. We don't think of it as an uh, agreement. We think of it as a, uh, an emotional reaction or emotional response. Um, and our, most of our um, emotional responses are based on a belief that we will respond that way. But we have to agree to the belief and we have to agree to the emotional response so it's it's the most best kept secret i know of in the last 40 years on spiritual growth and development is at the bottom of all this shit that we're going through is the fucking agreement law of attraction doesn't work for people not because of these bullshit secrets they're talking about it, it, it because we agree that it doesn't fucking work we we try it it didn't work and it, it work. So, so what do
2: you mean? You, how do you nullify a soul agreement? So, what do you do before you come into this life? You have a set thing, You have a set series of what evolutionary goals you want to accomplish, and you agree and you say this is my contract because I want to evolve in this particular way. And what you get here, you say, you know what? I'm here in the physical. I, I don't want to do this. Well, how can you be aware? How can you have a greater knowing of to what's your greater evolutionary purpose without being your higher self, just being a physical body? Could you actually be sabotaging revolution by being consciously aware and not being a higher self perspective?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, about that. When you do this so contract revocation, yeah. you you do call in your higher your divine inner self, and this this is part of the reason you can uh, revoke these agreements. And we're talking about agreements that we were. Uh, it's like being in a con and you sign a con- contract thinking you're signing a contract with a, an upfront honest being or company or corporation. You go, okay, and we have been deceived in spirit in between lives. We have been deceived and manipulated. We're thinking we're these, these agreements, there's lies, there's fine print that we don't understand, we haven't read clearly, all kinds of trickery. We, so we make these agreements, and they do define our lives. You agree to be born into a rich family or a poor family. You agree to, you know, uh, an illness in your 30s. You agree to have heart failure in your 60s. You make these these defining point agreements. This is the theory, okay? And when I applied the theory and revoked the contracts, I got major changes on belief systems, uh, beliefs. You don't just release one or two beliefs. You can release in one session of soul contract revocation. You can wipe out like 15, 20 beliefs. Uh, you can uh, break the agreement to emotionally, emotionally react a certain way in certain circumstances. In one session, you can wipe out that, that emotional response.
2: Okay, uh, well, I need to punch it right there, but how, first off, one, how do you go through a session? Like what, what session do you have to do in order to revoke these soul agreements? And two... What? How can you be aware of what kind of agreements that you already made? And three, do you have the capability? Again, if you break these soul agreements, doesn't that have some kind of impact on your soul's evolutionary experience? Which means that if you came into this life incarnation to experience famine and you say, you know, I don't want to have famine... Don't you deprive your higher self of that physical opportunity? Even though, from our perspective, it seems like, you know, why would you not want to, you know, be break yourself away from that? But according to your soul's evolutionary greater good, aren't you depriving your higher self or hampering your evolution by doing that, by breaking these soul agreements? So that's a question. Yes,
0: I understand the yeah. question. Are, are we hampering our evolution yeah. by breaking these agreements to experience the suffering or the different yeah. things? Kind of like that. Well, here's As I see it, we are billions and billions of years old. We have had thousands and thousands, if not billions of lifetimes in all kinds of planets and all kinds of systems and all kinds of physical bodies. We do not need to experience a famine one more time to get some spiritual fucking growth out of that. We don't have to come into life one more lifetime and experience a moment of great fear to expand in the ability to be courageous in the face of adversity, we have fucking done all that a million fucking times. It's all bullshit. <laughs> what we, why we are reincarnate here? Almost everything I believe is bullshit reasons for coming. Really?
2: Down. So just, everything that we've accomplished oh, has already yeah. been done. So you saying that you know one way this life, this is like what a uh, an extra gameplay. It's just it's just here to, to fart around and to do things just to.
0: Yeah, we are so blinded by what is really going on the real truth of this matrix universe and this place that we're in right now and these guys are masters of deception and bullshit they will write fat books 5,000 pages of a book with great details of a story to catch people's attention and uh, belief and they'll buy into that book or that story or that religion or that source and there, it's going on all over the Internet right now. And everybody just go, ooh, is this the right – that story doesn't fit with that. I like this. That's a, Fuck. We are being uh, messed with really seriously badly. Uh, and the real problem is that uh, we don't remember what we were doing before we got here, just before we got you know like 30, 50 years ago, 60, 80, whatever you're – however old you are. We don't remember what was going on between lives. And what we don't remember is how real – that world is. There's a greater reality going than this place. It's, it's like the movie The Matrix. Right. There's a greater reality than The Matrix world. In the movie, the real world was sucked. Well, in, what I'm talking about, the real world is a better, wonderful place.
2: All right, Rich. Let me ask you this. If we are – if some of us, have, as you say, we're, we're trapped in this reality, we're trapped in this 3D realm, I would like to think – that there are some of us that had some friends that are currently in this beautiful reality that you speak of, that would be trying to wake us up and to get us out. And are they trying to help us out? Are there is there anything that they can do, or are friends and family from our supposed worlds of origin trying to help us, free us, and break us out of this cycle?
0: Yeah, I believe there are. There are a lot of good beings. You know, it we we sort of we talk about the negative because we want to get up to speed on all the crap that's going on. And so the positive doesn't get as much airtime or you know spotlight as it should. But, yeah, there's a lot of wonderful beings, loving beings that are here to help. They're, uh, in this greater reality, you can call it fourth density, mm-hmm. fifth density, universes, whatever, they have the ability to shift easily into third density and back out, in and out. And they are, yeah, they're here to come and help. Some of them incarnate into human bodies. Some beings shift from the uh, future and come back here to help. All kinds of
2: help. Well, yes. how do we know the difference Definitely. between the the ones that are supposedly helping us and the and the celestial beings that you describe or could be part of this uh, greater in or out of matrix? How do we? How can you tell the difference? Like, what are some of the qualities of or true friend? <laughs> oh, that
0: that is a tough one. That's a tough one. People can have a an experience like you know and, and meet an angel, an angelic guide. And there's, see, I have not myself been involved. I, when I go out of body, I go to places, I go to planets, I go to uh, spacecraft, I do all kinds of crazy shit like that. But I don't have these one on one encounters with teacher types or, you know, guides that are going to give me some information. So all I can say is share what my viewers have shared with me who have encountered beings. Uh, the short story is you feel it. If it feels, if it's really loving, if you get a sense of it and a kindness, and they're not going to, it's my belief, that they're not going to lay on any negative shit on that. They're not going to tell you some horror story about planet Earth or anything like that. They're going to support and help you and help awaken and enlighten you uh, but it's going to feel good. It's going to be a very good experience. And some of my viewers have written in. It it seemed like a good guide person at first, but it started getting a little a little weird, and they leave the experience and they're a little put off or a little feeling wrong, bad, or guilty or some negative thing. And I say that's when when one should question. That being, because they will get your ear. These beings and entities, they come in all forms and all kinds. Okay. And uh, I've also helped people do entity release work, knocking
2: you know, them of out. Several. Well, companies. I want to just come back to yeah, r- to you real quick, just for the people who are out there. How do they break those agreements? If somebody out there right now says, "Okay, you know, what? I do not want to experience uh, cancer in the butt." at some point in my life or I do not want to experience cirrhosis of the liver and I do not want to experience the supposed agreements that for some reason I was at a bar in the afterlife I decided to stop, I don't know no, no. I want to nix that stuff what can one do at this moment to begin to eradicate those soul agreements?
0: Well I do teach how to do that okay. uh, I call it soul boot camp revocation boot camp and uh if people want to just check out what it is,
2: uh Rich West Yeah. Rich but I mean if, if you teach it, but is there something that somebody can do to do it themselves while not going through your yeah. your your seminar? What can people, how can they do it?
0: absolutely, absolutely. Uh Cameron Day has a website. He has the technique that I use and it's free. And his what can I Absolutely, no? of course. Yeah, Cameron Dick's website is ascensionhelp.com okay. and he talks about uh, in one of his blog articles of why I am no longer calling myself a light worker. It's in two parts. Part two has the the steps and, and on his website you can get basic all the theory and understanding of how to do sole contract release work on your own, by yourself. So I started doing that and it started working. But because I had like Thirty or forty years of uh, techniques of how to do other kinds of spiritual work and bring up negative beliefs, so you could see what they are, and, and uh, uh, past life regression techniques and all this stuff on releasing emotions. I go, you know, let me let me see if I can put this fucker on steroids. And so I developed a way to, but like step four in Cameron Day's free technique is you call up all the agreements related to your fear of being, getting cancer, colon cancer, for example. And so then you just, you call up all the agreements on this timeline, other timelines, past, present, and future, uh, this universe, other density. So there's these steps and stages, right? But Cameron doesn't actually go into the details on how to do each step. So I just started doing it myself and I was able to okay, why don't I call up these agreements before I even start the session so I get an idea of what some of them really are? And so I started doing that, and it was like 30 minutes, and then it turned into about an hour of a, a process of helping one, myself or the one I'm giving a session to, and I teach people how to do this journal style so you can do it all by yourself you can just journal it, but there's a way you can bring up all your agreements, right? Beliefs and emotions and you look through your life, and you oh, these are the, hell, I had no idea I had this many agreements on this subject. Oh my so, God!
2: How do you do this? Are you doing this? You, up, is this information obtained when you're in a deep meditative state, or what what state of consciousness do you have to be in to fully grasp and realize these agreements?
0: Oh, it's easy. I like to drive around on country yeah. roads and talk to Linda, and she gives me a session. I give her a session driving on a hey, road. Linda,
2: road. that's your spirit guide, correct?
0: Yeah, that's my – no, that's – that's she's my partner. She's the one we do this stuff with. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, she helped me uh, do the research, and she's my guinea pig and stuff like that. But, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, you can just, in a casual sitting, you know, with a friend or by yourself at your computer, once you learn how to bring up the – do each one of Cameron Day's steps, like, on steroids – Like, just really, well, that's a good step. I I can sort of do that, but is there more to it? So I just started doing that, and I go, you know, I could teach a few people how to do this. So I did a little, I call it a boot camp thing, and uh, I taught some people how to do it, and it went really, really well. Uh, Amazing results. They were having the same kind of results I do have. What happens is when you pull up a lot of agreements on one given subject in one session, and you also, you pull up uh, a lot of identities that you go into. You know, sometimes you're being an asshole. Sometimes you're being a nice guy. You're, you know, being a good little girl, or a nice person, or a prick. in uh, all these identities. You know, hard worker, uh, honest man. All these are identities that are pulled up while doing a soul one session. So you got agreements. You got beliefs. You got frozen emotions you've got identities and then you have entities that attach themselves beliefs emotions and identities when you do this revocation session it clears out tons of shit in one session i've never seen anything like it it's just weird and you literally get done with the session and your mind's kind of blank like huh what just happened because a lot of your thinking that you think is your own thinking yeah. is an entity in your space thinking the thought, so you clear all this shit out in one session, so yeah wow. that's
2: right that's
0: and that's that's why I feel good about sharing you can get your shit together in one lifetime when you start doing soul contact relocation. and you don't have to do it my way is what was... the way I do it You're... Cameron Day has the way, Andrew Barks. And some other people have different ways of doing sure. it. Sure.
2: Another thing we, we discussed about is you talked about how you had a lot of out-of-body experiences. So can you please explain to our, our audience, first off, when was your first out-of-body experience, and how does a person have an out-of-body experience? Like what's the step-by-step on how to have an out-of-body experience?
0: Okay. Uh, my first one was uh, uh, laying in bed. I'm about 15 years old, and uh, there's a, a nap. And I was laying in bed, and I started getting this vibration, this real intense vibrational sensation and a buzzing. It, it was like you take a, a power saw, like a skill saw, and you run it through some plywood, and it just screams out loud at you. It was in my head doing this. scared the crap out of me. I tried to move, and uh, I had this sleep paralysis, but that sense of being wide awake with your body. You can't move your body. So with some willpower, I shook it off because I felt like I was going to die whoa, what was that? So I shook it off, and I continued my nap, and it happened again instantly. And it, same thing, it scared the crap out of me, and I go, God, what was that? So I'm laying there thinking about it. I go, oh, well, whatever. And I went back, back to sleep, or got back in the zone, sort of, you know, I'm just going to go back to sleep now. Uh, and it happened the third time. The third time it happened, I decided, hey, I'm just going to gut it out. It, you literally feel like you are going to die, really. It's that so it,
2: it, you, you, you but, freak out, you feel its frequency, and next thing you're out of your body, and you, you're hovering over your body?
0: Almost. Uh, what What that old vibration thing is, it's called the phase shift. Your vibration in consciousness, you're tuning into your astral body or your second body, you can call it. Uh, And you're going out of phase or out of vibrational sync with your physical body and the physical world. So I was just, it happened, and all of a sudden everything got silent and quiet. Okay. And, And all of a sudden I could hear sounds absolutely crystal clear, more clear than physical world sounds. There was a fire like a bonfire and people clapping and stuff, absolutely crystal clear. So that was my very first introduction to it. It wasn't a complete out-of-body experience. But years later, I realized, oh, okay, that was just... And the reason I'm telling you now is because that's very uh, normal for people to experience this vibration, the intense noise, the super incredible fear, and the sleep paralysis, and they bail. Okay. And you don't want to bail. You want to hold off until it gets real quiet, And now you're in your second body that's inside your physical body, and you want to roll out of it, lift out of it, float out of it. Uh, And there's different tricks to do that. And sometimes the physical, the the second body is stuck in the physical body. And so there's, you know, whole conversations about how to unstick yourself. Uh, Then once you get out, then you want to, you want to stay focused away from your physical body, and you want to get away from your physical body as fast as possible. It's, it's kind of magnetic. It's, it's, it's like the closer you are to it, it's like gravity. It'll suck you back into it. So you want to get away from the physical body, and you don't want to look at it either because it'll make you focus on it sometimes. Some people, doesn't. they can just look at it all day long, but it's best to like walk away from it, get away from it. And now you're in, you're in alternate reality, looks like your bedroom, it may look exactly like your bedroom, or it may look uh, a little off. It might be dark twilight, might not, and the doors might be in the right place, there might be a door in the wrong place or a window, but now you can move around and walk around and touch things. So that's the baby out-of-body experience.
2: Okay, so what is the benefit of uh, doing this? So, so you, so you realize that okay, well, I'm out of the body. Now, what is the what is the number one benefit of astral, pro, a, astral projecting or being out of body?
0: The the number one benefit yep. is that you realize that there is more to life than the physical reality system, and you understand what it's like. Okay. It's it's like if physical reality was an earth school, and if, it's college. It's like being in college. And you don't know if there's lockout like in the real world, ever. Every time you get off campus, sure, you can do things, but when you before you come back on campus, you have amnesia. And so you're back on campus, and you, what did you do last night? I don't know. I saw you walking around, they don't remember nothing. It's, that's how it is in the physical world. We leave here, we come back, we don't remember um, nothing except some dreams.
2: What it, let's give an example in the case. Is it possible to kind of um, let me press the question. This what is the next phase of evolution beyond the physical that you can tell? Yeah,
0: there's a, again, I like to call it the greater reality, but what we have is a multiverse, you know, unlimited number of dimensions, planes, realms, and all that. Uh, And uh, you can sort of say we have a greater reality. And that's like a, a main reality system for people beyond third density reality the new age words we're using nowadays are fourth density reality or fifth density reality and uh, it's a consciousness shift it's not somewhere else it's just a consciousness shift and it's like you're tuning into a new radio station but it's a 3D holographic tv station but it's a complete reality with the universe and the, you know galaxies and civilizations and beings, billions, trillions and trillions, you shift into, and that would be the next So is it, is it
2: physical? Is it, is it spiritual? Are we out of a physical body at that point? Like what, are some, uh, like what are some, like maybe three of the you, most you dominant go, properties of this? Direction.
0: Yeah. Uh, the one I'm referring to, and you don't have to, a person doesn't have to go here. They can go straight into a, like a real gee, realm of no physical bodies or no even look like bodies. You know, just their energy and music or something. But the one I'm referring to, yeah, it's, it's, there's people, there's cars, there's trains, there's high tech, oh. uh, you know, that neat stuff, but it is not a universe of duality. You don't have pain and pleasure. That's duality. You don't have uh, hot and cold. That's duality. You don't have um, uh
2: good and bad. So everyone, every, you're talking about light, like, is this everything oh, peaceful here?
0: Yeah, in these other realms, we're above the idea of judgment. Okay. Judgment, when you get into this physical world, that's one of the things we agree to you know, on a sole contract basis. That is, if you can start releasing everything you uh, agreed to is, is good and everything that you agreed is bad, everything you agreed is right, and everything you agreed was wrong, even before you got into this world, you could live in this world and be non-judgmental. It doesn't mean you're going to be a wild and crazy killer, you're going to have your own spiritual code of, you know, how you live life, and it's going to be freer. Oh,
2: I think it's kind of cool. I guess this, is this reality out there. I'm sorry. I mean, out there.
0: yeah, the, yeah, the greater reality. If it's you 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 live it, you know, you might stick your hand in icy water and you feel how incredibly icy it is. Everything except it doesn't hurt. So you get the cold. And you stick your hand in fire and feel the heat and the hot, but there's no pain. So you get that. One time, I just for the hell of it, I wanted to see if I could. F- I'm flying over a cow pasture. It's <laughs> a lot of bullshit down there, man. No, uh, flying over this cow pasture, and uh, there's a, one of these steel water tanks standing up. There's great steel water tanks for the cows and stuff. I go, hey, what the hell? I'm gonna see if I can just fly right through it. Uh, so I got some speed, got down low, face first, man, face plant, wham. I did go through it, but I felt the impact. And I get through it on the other side and I go, oh, okay. It didn't hurt, but you feel the impact. So it's, it's, that's how life can be. It's a joy. You get all the experience. You get the fun. You get the interaction. You get the emotion. You get the guys and the girls and the sex and the adventure of it all. And there's a lot of war going on in some of these planes. Okay,
2: wait. You said war going on. Are you talking about in this next existence or just the one that we're experiencing?
0: Uh, the next one is out. There's still
2: war going there's
0: on? There's many the next ones out. Yeah, like in fourth density yeah. reality, it's like a non-physical realm. And, and fourth density is just a label. But it's, it's another one
2: out from here. And, yeah. Well, well I mean, Galactic I'm just Mars, kind of curious. Right? How, how could – isn't that – isn't that considered a duality? Because you said everything is a constant there. So I thought I thought that the next reality was going to be everything's peaceful, but you're saying that there's war. So I don't understand. Is there is there one du- reality where everything's peaceful?
0: Yeah, one another one out further than that. Okay. Is no, the no wars one. So
2: uh, when you I'm just curious. When you when you die and you you escape you you leave your physical body, how do spirits that have um, you know exited the physical bodies? communicate with the people who are still in their physical bodies here? Like a lot of psychics, they communicate with people who pass, and they pass on messages. So if you pass, how, how is, are you able to communicate with your relatives that are still here?
0: Okay. The way that works, my understanding, is that when a person dies, and like they've got relatives here, they have this. they go to a place, a vibrational system or a belief system territory where they have like-minded beings and they're likely to find the whole family there you know the whole family of uh, you know those like you and they can hang and if they have family that they're close to in the physical world and the person in the physical world wants to communicate with them they can hear the call so to speak. They will be interested in communicating with their loved one on planet Earth in the physical world. Uh, and they can, you can make contact without a medium like John Edward. Uh, you can make contact through dreams, through meditation, and some people can just uh, tune into them and, and have verbal Uh, communication back and forth Uh, a more reliable way is the out of body experience if you can figure out how to get out of body and it's not as easy as it sounds but if you can get out that's another way okay but now there is the the type that you know you're walking around in your house and your grandmother appears and she maybe she just died a few weeks ago or a month or two ago and she appears and you're wide awake okay this Grandmother decided that she wanted to communicate with the family, and she had um, her vibration was low enough, close enough to the physical, and or in tune enough with the loved one that she wanted to make contact with that she can appear in the hallway with the granddaughter. Mm.
2: You, you brought, brought up a good point. Is it, are you more likely to see a deceased relative if they're kind of a jerk as opposed to ones that were probably you know, really nice because you think the ones that are very nice probably are resonating at a higher frequency and the ones that are jerks maybe are just maybe at the same level, just slightly above you just because of the fact that they're out of the physical body?
0: Um, I'm sorry. So the question is the, this. Is that the question again?
2: Are you more likely to see a deceased relative as an etheric being if they were a jerk because their frequency is maybe a little bit lower than that of a person who is considered very nice and has gone on and, you know, having a higher frequency? Is it easier for a jerk to be seen on an etheric energy field than for a person who's sincere?
0: No, I, I No, I don't think so. I I think it's more of how much of a connection you had with the one that passed over or how much they had a connection with okay. you. It might be a, a good relationship connection or it might be, you know, a not-so-wholesome relationship that they had some agenda. It, there would be a, uh, a. There would also be an agreement. If you can, if you've got entities like that or ghosts around you, and you don't like them around your house. Uh, you can approach it from uh, what is the, what are the agreements I have connected with this individual, and then you can start revoking them, doing that that release revocation process, and you're likely to break the the bond that that thing had able to connect with you if you didn't want to be connected with this haunting
2: motherfucker (laughs) rich west we are way over time i want to thank you so much and to learn more about mr rich west please go to his website at richwest.net you can sign up for the soul contract boot camp lesson one and lesson two you can check out he's got some really interesting videos on youtube And he seems to be very blunt, very direct about the nature of our reality and the nature of our evolutionary purpose. Thank you so much, Rich.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh, Enjoyed being on the show, and you're an excellent interviewer. Uh, Hats off to you. you.
1: Okay, everyone, that concludes tonight's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our featured guest, Mr. Rich West, and special thanks to our virtues. Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Laura Lynn, Miss Lisa Caza, and Miss Constance Stellis. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Till the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Have an unbelievable rest of the week, and we'll see you here next week.
0: The Cosmopolitan of Las
1: Vegas is proud to present the Boots on the Boulevard concert series during Rodeo Week with Chase Rice, Lady Annabellum, Dwight Yoakam, and Justin Moore. Rodeo Week never sounded so good. With the best live country music at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas this December. Tickets on sale
0: this Friday at 10 a.m. featuring Chase Rice, Lady Annabellum, Dwight Yoakam, and Justin Moore. More
1: acts announced soon, but don't wait. Go to CosmopolitanLasVegas.com to book your experience. Boots on the Boulevard at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas.